It's that time of year where we stop for a little while, take a break, maybe even go away, go on holiday, or stay in this country and just get a bit of rest and recuperation. It's a time where we can go on pilgrimage in the heart, in the soul, exploring our, our relationship with God and getting closer to him. But we don't have to go to France, to Spain, to Germany, to Ireland, throughout Europe, around the world to get closer to God. No, we can do so by following the pilgrim ways in our own country. And to that end, I'm joined now by Phil McCarthy, who is one of the brains behind pilgrimways.org.uk. Now, Phil will tell us all about the diocesan pilgrim ways. And actually, we catch Phil when he's exploring the Archdiocese of Cardiff. He's in Cardiff and he's on a walk as we speak. Phil, how are you doing? Hi, James. Yeah, I, I set off this morning from um, St. David's Cathedral in, in the middle of Cardiff, set off north, heading for two Marian shrines, the first at Penrice and the second at Abacan. So um, there's already a Penrice pilgrimage from Clandath Cathedral to Penrice. So I thought that I would extend that by adding in the Catholic Cathedral at the south and adding in another Catholic shrine at the north. So to make it what I'm calling the Way of Our Lady of the Valleys, so I started off this morning, headed off for Thlandaff Cathedral, got there, and then walked off through very quiet countryside, but gradually uphill. And I ended up at the Clantrescent, where I'm staying tonight. Tomorrow I'll be heading north again over more hilly territory, still following the Penrice Pilgrimage Way, and then we'll end up on uh, Wednesday at um, the statue to Our Lady at Penrice and the statue at Abacan. They're very interesting in different ways, because the one at Penrice is actually ancient. It was There was a holy well there, and people went there in the medieval period, right up until the um, Reformation, when it was the shrine was destroyed and closed down, and the statue itself was taken to London and burnt. And then the Archdiocese of Cardiff restored a very impressive statue there, and I think in 1953, and um, pilgrimages have started ever since. It's an ancient route, which has been discovered by another group who've actually come up with the Penry Sway. So what I'm doing is sort of piggybacking on them, and I've, they've been very generous and supportive. So I'm just adding on, if you like, the start from the Catholic Cathedral to the Clandaff, which is where the Penry's pilgrimage way goes, and adding a further section at the end to go over to the Rosary Shrine at Abacan. And that itself has a very interesting history. And a little boy in the river there and thought he was drowning and said he was saved. This is 1926 by a lady in blue who he identified as the lady on the religious medallion he was wearing. And uh, the area became a site of pilgrimage for local miners, particularly Irish and Italian miners. And when they were striking in 1928, they actually spent their time creating the shrine there, which was restored by the Archdiocese of Cardiff a few years ago. So two very interesting and very different shrines, one very ancient and the other quite modern. And all these pilgrimages in, in our lands, they, they have these wonderful historic stories, don't they? Do you think it's a case of opening people's eyes to them? Absolutely. England is quite unusual in that pilgrimage was actually banned by Act of Parliament in 1538 uh, by Thomas Cromwell. So we sort of lost the shrines. We lost very often the cathedrals. We lost the religious infrastructure along the way. So it's a question of rediscovering some of these things and some creating it from new. And my idea is to create a pilgrim way in each Catholic diocese from the cathedral of that diocese to one or more shrines within the same diocese. So I've created a website which has all the routes on 
and gradually I'm walking them and adding, adding the directions so people can follow them easily. Yeah, that's marvellous. And to give that a plug, pilgrimways.org.uk, you can all go online and check those out. But it's not just a website. You can also download the walks, can't you, Phil? Absolutely. You can download the walks that I've done. You can download, for them all, GPX files and follow that on, on your mobile phone. And there's also pilgrim passports for you to get stamped along the way and certificates at the end to show that you know, you've done the walk. So very much trying to parallel what they do at the Camino with the passports and the, and the testimonium at the end. And I hope that uh, gradually we'll rebuild the culture of walking pilgrimage that has been lost in this country, because it seems to me a much greener option than jumping on a, a plane and flying off abroad, you know, to actually walk within our own country, get in touch with the environment and with each other, which seems so important after the pandemic. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think sometimes, you know, we, we take a little for granted what's on our own doorstep, don't we? Because I grew up in Gloucestershire. I know you were in, in Bristol, so the Diocese of Clifton, not a million miles away. And I remember walking the Cotswold Way, which sort of in part leads to the Foss Way. And I was told it was sort of a, a pilgrimage route from about the 1400s, 1300s, 1400s. And you walk under these canopies and you think to yourself, goodness me, you know, I mean, how, how on earth did they travel up here? And, you know, what did they take with them? And where were they going? And what must that have felt like as a spiritual journey? All these stories, aren't they? Right, right under our noses. Absolutely. Some ancient and some modern, which, you know, this route demonstrates. And I think it's the bridge between the church and the secular world. It's one of the ways that the church can reach out to people. There's great interest in pilgrimage. We can see that from the, you know, the celebrity programs which there are. And so I hope these will be routes not just for Catholics to deepen their faith, but for everyone to experience pilgrimage within a Catholic setting. And really my title of the project, which is Hearts in Search of God, comes from a quotation from Pope Francis, where he said that um, he reminded people that pilgrims, may they be old or young, sick or in good health, or just a casual tourist, in all of them beats a heart in search of God without necessarily being aware of it. And I think that's a marvellous image that within us all, although we're not necessarily aware of the spiritual journey that we're on, there's nevertheless a heart in search for God. Yeah, indeed. And and it is that, that journey of the soul in many ways, isn't it? So what would you say that a pilgrim can do? What sort of frame of mind should they be in to get the most out of a, a walking pilgrimage? I think it's worth preparing, finding out something about the route doing some thinking about it beforehand. And on the website, there are some prayer resources which you can use in order to prepare yourself for walking. Obviously, get yourself physically in a good state to walk and make sure you've got some decent kit. And in this country, that means boots and some wet weather stuff. So get yourself ready physically and mentally, and but also spiritually for the walk. Have a think about it. And then when you're on the walk, try and be in the moment. Try to be reflective of, of the things, the ordinary things which you see around so easy when you're walking to think about the past you know things that have gone wrong in our lives and to dream of some impossible future that's never going to happen but try to be in that moment and and to make it a moment of gratitude for the good things that we have in our lives and for the wonderful world which we share for this brief time that we're here once again i've written some stuff on the website some prayers for the end of the journey for after the journey which people might like to draw on very much drawing on the jesuits prayers you go website yeah, very successful and, and part of a lot of people's daily lives, I think. So with that in mind, though, Phil, I mean, obviously, you've painted some some beautiful word pictures there. But, you know, you're, you're a medical doctor, too. And there'll be people that are perhaps dying or those that are unable to make those walks. So how much of a responsibility is it, do you think, that 
when the pilgrim returns, they can actually pass that on to those sort of unable to physically go on that pilgrimage. I think that is an important responsibility to try and share the experience. And of course, increasingly, there's ways that people can, even where they're quite frail, sharing the pilgrim experience so for example you know you can uh, look at live streaming from the shrine at walsingham and see pilgrims arriving there so there are ways that you can share in that experience increasingly i think yeah absolutely so that's pilgrimways.org.uk another little question on the sort of accessibility factor if one doesn't have well, let's say three months to go from Rome to Istanbul, as I know you haven't documented brilliantly. How can people access these walks, these routes, if they have, say, a day or an afternoon or a few hours? Some of them are quite short. So particularly the one in Hallam Diocese is only eight miles, which takes you from the cathedral there in Sheffield up into the Hope Valley to the Shrine of the Padley Martyrs. So some are quite short, but the others can easily be divided up into, you know, into short stretches. So, for example, in my own Clifton Diocese, it's easy to walk in the morning out to Dundry, get the bus home, get the bus in again on another day, you know, and do the next stretch, and then on again to Wells and then to Glastonbury. So you can divide it up and make it easy, and hopefully, yeah. you know, do it by public transport, which is, you know, the greener option. Just finally, Phil, for those that might say, ah, yes, but what about this route, or what about that place, or what about this bit of our Catholic patrimony? Are you sort of open to people saying to you, oh, you know, you might want to explore this? Absolutely. And I've completely changed some of the routes. For example, the one in the Archdiocese of Birmingham, I had going north to a shrine at Hednesford, but a deacon within the diocese said, oh, no, you don't want to go there. You ought to go to the new shrine to St. Chad at um, at Litchfield Cathedral, which brings in the ecumenical aspect. So now it's from St. Chad's Cathedral to St. Chad's Shrine. So, yeah, I'm very open to suggestions. The ones that are in GPX, you know, are... If people had a look at them and they can think of something better, I'm really open to that. And I'm going to rely on people you know, to, to keep me up to date with the routes as they go on and to come up with other ideas. And even if there's other um, Catholic pilgrimages going on that I don't know about, that also don't fit in the project, I'm really happy to um, put them up on the website in the news and stories section and really to make it a focus for pilgrimage in England and Wales in our diocese. Perfect. Well, look, I'm very enthusiastic about it and um, I wish you luck. I hope you enjoy the remainder of of the Welsh pilgrimage you're on this week. And um, to give it one more plug, because I like it so much, it's pilgrimways.org.uk. And as Phil says, if you've got some ideas, then we're all ears. (laughs) Thanks ever so much, Phil. Love to hear from the people. Thanks, James. Thank you. Take care.